latest on you decide 2016 our road to the white house spotlight continues with a big night for donald trump i'm a unifier i know people are going to find that a little bit hard to believe but believe me i am a unifier our washington insider jamie dupree up early from the morning, state of Rich. georgia good morning trump won what about 42 percent of the super tuesday gop delegates yeah look i mean he grabs the morning headlines trump wins uh the the lion's share of states on super tuesday but not a majority of the delegates that's not a knock on trump again the delegate rules are complicated and it makes it difficult to run up the score but the reality is is that 58 percent of the delegates were won by people not named trump and if you keep those people in the race you don't get to a majority anytime soon to get the nomination for the republicans the biggest disappointment for trump was certainly in texas where ted cruz not only did what he had to do he won across the board and at the congressional level and won i think 100 delegates from his home state of texas so uh, my my running numbers right now, it looks like Trump did add to his lead last night in terms of delegates, but not really by that much, Rich. Ted Cruz winning three states. He held Texas. He needed to. I think Oklahoma seemed to surprise some. Yes, I would agree on that. And not only that, uh, while everybody was sleeping, then he won Alaska. So yeah. there's another one in his column. And certainly not only did what he ha- did, did he win in Texas, he rolled up the score on delegates on Trump and on Rubio, too, who didn't even make the, the statewide cutoff for delegates there. And so this was a good night for Cruz. On the flip side, uh, Cruz did not do well in uh, Virginia or Vermont. And, you know, you, you look at it, he's tilted again toward the south, and he lost to Rubio in Georgia as well. But uh, a big night for Cruz, and certainly he made things a little uh, rough for Marco Rubio. Rubio had a terrible night in a few states. He did well to win in Minnesota. He did well to finish number two in a few other states like Virginia and Georgia. But he got elbowed out in terms of the, the thresholds for delegates in Alabama, Vermont, and Texas. And that was a big loss for Rubio. Yeah, CNN even asking him straight up last night, are you in denial about being beating Trump. In what ways does his path clear out for Florida in less than two Well, weeks? I don't know that it clears out. I mean, look, it, he and Kasich get the same thing. They both get a chance to win their home states. If they can do it in 13 days, uh, you know, two weeks from today, we'll be talking about how he wins and he stays in. If he can't, we know what will be happening with Marco Rubio and, and with John Kasich. And Ben Carson, any word on him? Uh, he's not getting out. He's totally in for the long How about that? Uh, That's your answer. He (laughs) is not getting out anytime soon. And so I don't think anybody is going to get out. We'll have all of them for the debate tomorrow night in Detroit. And then we've got uh, four four states this Saturday. And then I think it's either four or five more next Tuesday. So there's still a ways to go. I know you'll hear a lot today on the radio about why doesn't so-and-so get out of the race. Yeah, nobody is getting out of the race right now. Continuing coverage at WOKV.com and the Jamie Dupree Washington Insider blog. Follow him for instant updates as well. He's already been up early this morning tweeting at Jamie Dupree. We'll have you back a little bit later this hour as well as the race shifts to Florida and again to Ohio. Jamie referenced the uh, GOP debate. That's tomorrow night from Detroit. We'll have live coverage of it and we'll carry the debate. It's a Fox News Channel debate. By the way, it's the first time that Megyn Kelly and Donald Trump will be back together again. That'll be an interesting storyline out of it. Our pre-debate coverage will get going at 7 p.m. tomorrow, led by Washington insider Jamie Dupree. Now we turn our attention to the Democratic race. Thank you all so what a super Tuesday! Hillary Clinton now with a stranglehold, it would seem, on the Democratic race. Neil Henriksen is the Duval County Democratic Party chair, and I think I saw you on Facebook last night that you were in Miami. Are you still there this morning? No, I came back uh, late last night. What was the, the, the theme like, or at least the feel in the room like uh, last night for the Hillary Clinton event? 
Well, I think you saw a, you know, a very confident Hillary Clinton and really a, a feel of a lot of momentum and energy in the room. I, I, I've seen, you know, from TV before, but uh, it looked like there was a real energy that uh, was somewhat like the Bernie Sanders events you've seen. Do, does Bernie Sanders still have a path forward in your mind? I mean, obviously, it's not like Hillary has locked up the nomination here or anything like that, but it would seem momentum is on the side of Hillary Clinton, and based on the feeling in the room, is it an inevitability that she's the nominee? I think there's likely an inevitability, but, you know, you look at states like uh, Massachusetts, which borders Vermont, and Sanders wasn't able to pull that out. I think that's a tell on how this race is, is ultimately going to end. But, you know, certainly Sanders has the money. He's raised in February. He outraised Hillary Clinton. He's got the money, and he's got the enthusiasm. I, I, I think it's good for uh, both candidates. I think it's good for Clinton going into what will probably be, you know, the uh, uh, Clinton-Trump uh, general election. What was the feeling in the room last night, and what are you hearing from your fellow Democrats, Neil Hendrickson, the chairman of the Duval County Democratic Party chairman, on a possibility of a Hillary Clinton-Donald Trump head-to-head in November? Well, you know, I think that uh, it is it is a big question mark uh, in people were looking at a Hillary uh, possible Rubio matchup, but I think when you talk about Trump, it's that wild part of how well Trump is doing nationally and how well... Trump did on Super Tuesday. So while I think people in the room, I had the impression, and I feel this way myself, that Trump would be uh, an opponent that would be handily beaten, um, I, I think there's still this uh, a little apprehension of, wow, look how far Donald Trump has gone. Look how well he has done against the establishment candidates. And yet he's so strong and has ran such a, an unconventional race and has surprised so many people with that same sort of sentiment of, you know, it's only a matter of time before he trips up. There hasn't been a trip from Trump, at least as of yet. What's the strategy to take on someone who's, who's a complete newcomer, if you will, to this game of politics? Well, I think once you, 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 piece, you, you hit behind and pierce, you know, the veneer of Trump, I think we're going to find that there are so many contradictions, there's so many false statements, there's so many, uh, you know, uh, flip-flops by Donald Trump over uh, a really not the, the long term. I mean, you look back just a little while and you see someone who has not given any policy statements and who has uh, changed his position and has just blatantly given false information, uh, I, I think, you know, a strong... Hillary Clinton campaign uh, with good funding, which she will have, uh, will take out Trump. And he's capping out. I mean, we keep seeing him even in the, um, in the uh, polls right now and in the, uh, in the primaries. He is, he is not going to have that broad national support. I say that, though, knowing, you know, he has, he has surprised everyone going forward. It's so. been a fascinating race, absolutely. The race now shifting to Florida with Trump, Clinton, and Rubio all here last night working to build on momentum ahead of our primary in less than two weeks. 623 as Jacksonville's morning news continues and our Road to the White House spotlight rolls on. We can nominate a Washington dealmaker, profane and vulgar. She wants to make America whole again, and I'm trying to figure out what is that all about. Two weeks from tonight, we are going to send a message loud and clear. But I'm not ready to quit trying to untangle. 
untangle it, yeah. I believe what we need in America today is more love and kindness. Come on, ride the train, the Trump train, and choo-choo. Come on, ride the train, and choo-choo-choo-choo. We are hearing from you this morning. Use the open mic feature in the WOKV app and record yourself, and you can join the conversation. You can also be part of our Road to the White House spotlight this morning, as Lake Ray is this morning. He's the Duval County Republican Party chairman. I'm sure it was probably a late night, and early this morning, even with Ted Cruz now picking up Alaska, Texas, and Oklahoma. This campaign enters a new phase. As the campaign enters a new phase and we turn to Florida, the importance of Florida really seems to be urgency now for the Marco Rubio campaign. Do you see it as well from the Duval County Republican Party? Well, I think that that's a pretty clear message that we we have to win this if you're Rubio. You have to win this if you're Trump. uh, And if you're Cruz and really are making a statement, you have to win it here. Uh, Florida, as you may know or have, have told the, the listeners, is a winner-take-all. So uh, in different than what the other primaries have been, the other states, there's been a split in the sharing of a number of the different delegates. Right. So Florida takes everything. So it's so important for any candidate, uh, and I think it, it puts not necessarily the final mark, but it certainly puts a significant mark on where this primary is going to go. Trump clearly has the advantage late coming out of Super Tuesday, both in the number of states win, the momentum, the headlines, but obviously in the delegate math as well. But while he picked up 42 percent of the Super Tuesday GOP delegates, the reality here is 58 percent of those delegates went somewhere else. Let's fast forward a couple of weeks. If Rubio if Rubio happens to win Florida, does that muddy the race even more, do you think? Well, I think it uh, it, it certainly keeps the uh, the primary and the nomination uh, open if uh, Rubio makes a good performance here. And there's been some polls that are showing that he's gaining some ground here. But uh, with the results of yesterday's election, it's still very much up for grabs. There was some conversation that I had heard uh, yesterday that uh, certain candidates were going to be dropping out, and uh, those certain candidates uh, performed uh, rather well yesterday. So uh, I don't think anybody's going to be seeing uh, Ted Cruz or, or Marco Rubio drop out. And so it's going to start centering on primarily the top three that we're seeing right now. Trump supporters would say it's time for uh, people to drop out and everyone coalesce around Donald Trump. Do you get that sense in your meetings with Duval County and, and statewide Republicans that uh, there's an inevitability that may be at play here as Donald Trump, the GOP nominee? Well, I certainly believe that we're, we're sensing the inevitability now. Uh, we are seeing still some discussions, obviously, about uh, about Marco here in, in the Florida uh, primary that we're about to face, and certainly in Jacksonville. We know that Marco's going to be uh, coming to Jacksonville to see us, and that's going to be an exciting event. So this is a very important area for him in the election because uh, anybody who's on a path to the White House has to win our area, even the Republican primary. And uh, early voting already underway in Duval and Baker counties now. Friday is the first day of early voting in Nassau County, and it gets started Saturday in Clay and St. John's County. Certainly a lot of attention will be on the results in Duval County. The Republican Party chairman, Lake Ray, joining us on our Road to the White House coverage as Jacksonville's morning news continues. Within the next half hour, we're set to hear from Brian Kilmeade and some of the key takeaways on a, on a Trump train, as you've already heard from our open mic. We'll also hear from Herman Cain this morning. 
Is it inevitable that it's a Trump-Clinton matchup? It's all ahead. WOKB News Time 628. Now the latest on You Decide 2016. Marco Rubio celebrating his first win of the primary season in Minnesota. No matter how long it takes, no matter how many states it takes, no matter how many weeks and months it takes. So clearly he's in it until at least the Florida primary in less than two weeks as we continue our spotlight on the road to the White House. I'm joined by Rick Mullaney, the director of the Public Policy Institute at Jacksonville University. Is the path there for Rubio victory in his home state in two weeks? It's going to be very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. Uh, it was a, a disappointing evening for Marco Rubio. He does have some things to point to. The win in Minnesota, performing well in Virginia, uh, doing uh, being ahead of Ted Cruz in Georgia, and, of course, some late deciders going his way. But he did not get the 20% threshold in Texas in particular. That was especially devastating. So I can tell you this. I believe that the eyes of the nation will be turning to Florida. And Florida is it for Marco Rubio. And it is he is down in the polls there now. He's got two weeks to make it up. Uh, but everybody will be focused on Florida. Rick, for Donald Trump, he won about 42% of the delegates in Super Tuesday. So the reality is 58% of those delegates went to someone else. Is the party coalescing around him as the eventual nominee? Do you see it? Do you feel it coming out of last night? It's going to be very, very difficult to beat Donald Trump. There's no doubt about that. By March 14th, a thousand of the delegates will have been awarded. By March 15th, after the winner-take-all Florida primary, as well as Ohio and Illinois and Missouri, over 50% of the delegates will be awarded, uh, have been awarded. Uh, I wouldn't underestimate how significant the evening was for Donald Trump. Two things in particular. One is he won seven states. And second, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, John Kasich, and Ben Carson aren't going anywhere. They're going to be staying in. That is good news for Donald Trump, particularly as you head into the winner-take-all states, because as they fragment, it's going to allow him with a plurality to take all the delegates in a lot of those states. You'll be a big part of our coverage on election night here in Florida in less than two weeks. Rick Mullaney, Director of Public Policy Institute at Jacksonville University, straight ahead at 9 o'clock on your radio dial. Our Road to the White House coverage continues on the Herman Cain Show. He was just on Fox and Friends. I was watching you here from the uh, warm confines of the WOKV studio. So as we just heard, I mean, a fragmented Republican race, does this mean that this is Trump's nomination coming out of Super Tuesday, Herman? Well, it can still be sabotaged by the so-called establishment and these so-called intellectual conservatives. That's what still concerns me. And my message, as you've heard me say before, they need to just get over it. The people have spoken. Secondly, they ought to be celebrating the fact that Donald Trump is bringing a higher turnout and bringing people to the Republican Party. That is a good thing that they ought to be celebrating rather than sitting back and sulking because they don't have an establishment candidate leading in this race. You talk about bringing people into the party. In what other ways can, can different demographics be brought in? Based on who we've seen so far in turnout and some of the exit polling that has come from these Super Tuesday states about anger directed at Washington and other things like that, how else can the party grow over the coming weeks? And then more importantly, obviously, in November with a head-to-head against what would seem to be the presumptive Democrat nominee, Hillary Clinton? The party can continue to grow by refining its message. Uh, Too often, Donald Trump's message is skewered because of selective sound bites that are being played about things that he said. I get into this a lot on my radio show, as you know, and I find myself trying to set the record straight more than anything else. 
and even some of my listeners accuse me of carrying the water for Donald Trump. No, I don't want any candidate to be misrepresented or mischaracterized. So continue to refine the message about the things that are important to everybody. They want a strong economy. They want a stronger military. They want a leader, a fighter, and a winner. And that's what is coming through from a Donald Trump. And if he continues to do that and sharpen it even more, I think he's going to continue to attract some people. Ted Cruz gets a look because obviously he won his home state of Texas, but more importantly, he he surprised many with his performance, strong performance, winning Oklahoma and winning Alaska as well. So is he getting a really hard second look? Is he um, a candidate who over the next two weeks really has to prove something headed into Ohio and Florida? I think he is getting a strong second look by a lot of people, but I also happen to believe that some of Ted Cruz's success is anti-Trump, because if you look at some of the narrative that's out there, a lot of it is anti-Trump, and I think that that's helping Ted Cruz, quite frankly, although he has a very strong platform in terms of replacing a tax code, which I love, as you know, as well as some other things. So part of it is an anti-Trump vote. What are some of your other key takeaways from the Super Tuesday result? I was surprised that Donald Trump did not win Alaska because he got the endorsement of Sarah Palin. And so that was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, The other thing is he did win Virginia. Uh, Rubio thought that he was going to win that, but Trump ended up winning Virginia. Now, remember, these are the voters right around Washington, D.C. And we know that Donald Trump is anti-Washington, D.C., but it says something about these voters that are coming out. Uh, It was pointed out earlier that the turnout was up 50%. These are folk who probably had given up or folk who had not voted in a long time, and they don't care about trying to maintain the status quo in Washington, D.C. So I think that that was particularly impressive uh, in terms of Donald Trump campaign. Focus immediately shifts to tomorrow night, a GOP debate that will be hosted by Fox News. We'll have live coverage of that. It's in Detroit, and we'll have live coverage beginning at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Herman Cain is straight ahead at 9 o'clock on your radio dial. And later on tonight at 6 o'clock, it's Brian Kilmeade. And Brian joins me live now. It seems Trump has a commanding lead on the rest of the GOP field. Do you feel in the same way? You know, I think he does, and if you listen to his comments uh, last night from, uh, you know, from Mar-a-Lago, he, he's starting to sound like a general election candidate. He actually said, yeah, you know, I used to like Marco Rubio up to the last week, but Ted Cruz worked hard. Got to give him some credit. Notice I'm bringing in new voters, and, you know, he made one quick shot at Marco Rubio, say he's a lightweight, but besides that, he started moderating his his image, and you saw uh, Governor Christie behind him, well, kind of bizarre to be totally yeah. candid, and made some uh, faces that are making a big hit on Twitter. But for the most part, uh, Donald Trump toned down his accuracy almost as if in his mind, and the numbers uh, really back it up, he feels as though he's got this thing already. Although Ted Cruz did surprise uh, many with Oklahoma and, uh, and Alaska, and a, and a better than, and a better than good uh, showing over in Texas. So does that put more pressure on a guy like Marco Rubio to get out? I mean, he's not moving anywhere before Florida's primary in less than two weeks. And Yeah, I mean, uh, there might be some pressure on Marco Rubio. I think the establishment really wanted to put the pressure on Ted Cruz, but he did do better. He is in solid second place, and I don't see him going anywhere. Uh, he never listens to the critics. That's part of uh, the reason why he has uh, created a lot of tension up on Capitol Hill. So he's not going to go anywhere. Uh, Governor Kasich, who probably cost... Senator Rubio, Virginia at least, he's not going anywhere. He was talking like he had a victory because he shocked everybody by a strong showing in Vermont. 
And Ben Carson's not going anywhere either. Brian Kilmeade with continuing coverage tonight on your radio dial starting at 6. I know you got to hop back on TV for Fox and Friends. We appreciate you carving out a couple of minutes on this special Road to the White House hour on Jacksonville's Morning News. At 6.54 with the spotlight on the Road to the White House, Jamie Dupree blogged last evening at WOKV.com that the Super Tuesday delegate math was that there were 94 GOP elections held yesterday, but only a handful of trends and headlines that come out of Super Tuesday. What are some of the big takeaways, winners and losers? Well, for example, Let's talk about real quick the, those 94 elections because they were important for one candidate especially, and that was Ted Cruz, Rich. Ten, not only did Cruz win in his home state of Texas, he also won 35 of the 36 congressional districts in his state. So of those uh, 83 congressional districts that were up last night, he got two delegates in 35 of them in his home state. You do the math, that's 70 delegates right there. Marco Rubio won the other one in Texas. Rubio was able to squeeze a few of those congressional districts out, but really he lost on a lot of those. Uh, Donald Trump was able to win in a number of states in those districts like Alabama and in Georgia where I am. So uh, when you break down the numbers, Trump won seven states. He gets the headline this morning for the Republicans, but he did not win a majority of delegates. In fact, he only won about 42 percent of the delegates. So if you're on the side of you want to stop Donald Trump, then you keep everybody in the race. I don't think everybody's getting out because they did win a majority last night. For the Democrats, it was a, a solid night for Hillary Clinton, but like Trump, it was not a slam dunk. She also won seven states of the 11. Bernie Sanders winning four. He's not really in a in a big, you know, he didn't really take a step forward to threaten Clinton or anything like that, but he's going to stick in the race. I tell you, the biggest thing, you look at Clinton's margins, Rich, in states like Georgia and Alabama, I mean, just huge margins where she won by 40 and 50 points. You, you mentioned the, uh, the the race and how, how muddled it may ultimately look, I guess, maybe over the next couple of weeks. We, we still have a debate tomorrow night. we got Michigan voting next week, but all before, less than two weeks from now, with Florida and Ohio, critical states as well. I mean, the longer that it's crowded with Cruz and Rubio and Kasich and Carson. Is this really Trump's advantage? No, no. I would argue for those who think that the only way to beat Trump is by having just one other candidate in the race, I would argue that's not, I don't think that would work. I think it's better for those who want to stop Trump to have everybody stay in the Republican mm. race. And for now, that's where we're headed. Next this Saturday, Louisiana, Maine, Kansas, and Kentucky. Next Tuesday, you have Hawaii, Idaho, Michigan, and Mississippi. And then we get to Florida. And don't forget what else is that day at Florida the 15th. You have not only Florida, but Ohio. Ohio, Missouri, North Carolina, and Illinois. Two weeks from today, Rich, we're going to have a much better idea of where this is. I don't think anybody gets out before then. Instant analysis and uh, uh, also uh, updates from our Washington Insider, Jamie Dupree at WOKV.com. Read his blog. It's a great read this morning. As we make sense of the delegate math looking ahead, and Jamie will be back on again at 823 with us this morning. He's back with Herman at 11. Sean at 4, continuing coverage of the Road to the White House. On Jacksonville's Morning News, WOKV News Time, 657. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.